The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. Our Rutherford County Mayor is with us this morning, and we're going to be learning about what's happening in our community. And this is your chance to also call and talk with the mayor about issues that are concerning you. Maybe that uh, you're looking for a person who can hear you and maybe do something about it, too. Mayor Joe Carr is with us this morning. Joe, good morning to you. Morning, Bart. I got so, I got something I want to ask you. Sure, is it easy? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So I was um, I listened to AM radio a uh-huh. lot. Yeah, and I heard something. And this has nothing to do with why I'm here this morning, but I literally just was sitting here and listening to you and and uh, looking around the room, the studio here, and I heard on the radio recently that there is an initiative initiative in Washington D.C. to um, not require or something to the effect of AM radios in automobiles. And, and That's something that uh, some of the foreign countries had been doing in their cars, the ones who sold them. And Ford has decided that they wanted to do that, too. I guess it saves them money. Uh, and so Ford is doing that. There has been a study made that shows that uh, there are 82 million people in the United States who depend on AM radio, particularly talk stations, news stations, and 25% of those 82 million, this was just released yesterday. Uh, and by the way, the listeners, this isn't set up. I, no. Bart and I did not discuss <laughs> this. Apparently, I have poked the bear, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this, uh, we are going to the sage of wisdom when it comes to AM radio. My point being, I was very concerned that this initiative, because AM radio has so many benefits that no other bandwidth can provide. And I, so you're, you're going through that list right now. And, and they are. that's coming up before the Federal Communications Commission uh, wanting um, we're, the broadcasters are saying, look, this is crazy. Uh, we're in America. Uh, this is nuts. Yeah. I mean, I, I, what is the... And so this is... It, I guess the supposition is this is some kind of financial savings. Well, I, can't, I can't imagine that being the case uh, after all these years of AM radio being in vehicles anyway. They're doing radios. They're proposing to do radios so different that it's going to be difficult, I think, for the average person to get used to them. Uh, it's going to be, well, it already is on a lot of the cars, uh, very much akin to a computer. And yes, what that's they're, correct. What they're wanting to do is move as much as they can to the Internet, and then, I mean, this is an opinion here. Uh, the rest of it I mentioned was true. Right. This is just my opinion. Right. I think they're trying to get control of, of what they present to you sort of like they have done with social media that's They're very dangerous that's very dangerous it really is well i just i i heard that in the last couple of days and i was mortified about the logic behind that because am radio am radio 
is a security net for oh, when really? other mediums fall, kind of fall apart. And that is an absolute security. Just with the emergency broadcast network and those kinds of things. You're opening just, yourself up to a tragedy. You really are. A tornado comes through. And and I, I know we faced this here in Murfreesboro several times. Mm-hmm. And we've had officials tell us, well, we have our city TV to get the messages out. And we have such and such. And I said, you don't have that. You, you, you think you have it. But nobody can get it in a tornado because all the lines are down. That's correct. That's exactly right. And this is just crazy. I, th- I don't know what the world is thinking about. I don't think they are, Bart. <laughs> I don't think they're thinking since at all. You brought, since you have turned over this stone. <laughs> here I, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I can't say I regret it, but I do kind of apologize because here he goes, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to encourage <laughs> no, people no, absolutely. to uh, contact your U.S. congressman uh, and your U.S. senator, because they're going to be presented this from Ford. Well, I'm going I'm to do that. Now, and I also heard there was a text message that you could send, and I will try to find out that you could text on your phone, you know, uh, in support of AM radio. Uh, with I don't know if it's to the FTC or to Congress. Or FCC. Who it, F, excuse me, FCC. <laughs> my apologies. Too many letters. F, uh, this early in the morning. FCC or Congress, but they said there's a text message you can send in support of AM radio. I just, to your listeners, to all of us, it's extremely important. Obviously, your listeners think it's important because they're listening now, right? Sure. The, 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 the millions and millions of people that we're talking to this very minute, right, Bart? Well, and also, <laughs> you know, people who have FM, and we are also on FM. That's correct. Uh, they're thinking, whew, we passed that bullet. Well, don't give up. I mean, you, you need. We need to help each other. We if, do. If one falls, the other one's next because they're not trying to make us fall because they don't like the media that yep. we're on. That's the camel. They're wanting Once the camel gets his nose in the tent, Bart. You, I like that. <laughs> but anyway, I, I heard that on the way in this morning, and I just uh, anyway sitting here. So sorry about that. Well, let's let me stick my nose in your tent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big tent. Have at it. Well, let's start with the uh, budget challenge. Oh, I know Lordy. this is uh, might as well hit oh. the hard. You hit the oh. hard stuff right there. That's let's, right. <laughs> uh, the General Assembly. I, I'm scratching my head about the General Assembly while they wouldn't approve counties having the same rights as cities. It's just not that you're talking about the same opportunities to pay for growth that the cities have. So. What are they thinking? I, mean, I, well, I, I, mean, I don't. I, 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 here's what I think. Having been up there, the home builders and the realtors are a very, very powerful lobby, and they're opposed to this. Uh, and what the this is that we're talking about, so just to set the stage, Rutherford County is one of a few counties in the state that doesn't have the opportunity to get growth, primarily residential growth, housing growth, to pay for itself. Everybody understands that when you build a new subdivision or you build a new house, the codes department in that county or city requires that that developer install access to the services like electricity, plumbing, water, um, and sewer, and even high-speed Internet. Those are required by a code. But there are other services that the city and county also necessarily have to provide that new development, that new house 
what have you. And that includes schools, fire, roads, uh, emergency medical services, which is ambulatory care, and, and even solid waste pickup and, and, that, and those kind of things. So those are services that the cities and the counties have to provide. Uh, they're just not built into the cost, the direct cost of the development as required by code. But there's still costs associated with the new development. In Rutherford County, unlike Williamson County, unlike Wilson County, unlike Dixon County, unlike the city of Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagleville, Rutherford County does not have the ability to allow growth to pay for itself by, through either development taxes or impact fees. How do these others get? I mean, how does Wilson County have, you say they have impact fees? They, have, the they, have, a, they have the ability to assess a development tax. Now, I'm going to be absolutely cor- factually correct here. Rutherford County has the ability to, and we have it in, in, in our private act, we have the ability to assess a, a, a adequate facilities tax. And an adequate facilities tax, by by definition of law, goes toward the paying of new schools, capital building projects. It is based on, according to the Private Act and uh, ratified by the Tennessee General Assembly, $1 per square foot. Well, let's do some real quick math, Bart. A $1, the average size of a home in Rutherford County, new home, is 2,400 square feet. That means the adequate facilities tax is $2,400 for that new home. And you can and, buy a bunch of houses for $2,400 a piece. Well, well, little bitty ones. <laughs> you can't buy anything. You can't buy anything. <laughs> but the point is, is think about this for a second. This is so important to your listeners. So Rutherford County, through the adequate facilities tax, is able to assess a $2,400 assessment on that new home construction, by statute, by law, every bit of that $2,400 is to pay for capital projects and operating costs. It's split evenly for for the education of our children. $2,400 per square foot. Is no, $1 per square foot. $1. The average home is 2,400 square feet, which means it's $2,400 for that okay. for that home. All right. So here's the, here's the here's the quiz question. So we collect $2,400, Rutherford County collects $2,400 in adequate facilities tax to offset the cost of our growing school population. How much do you think it costs to educate one child in Rutherford County, not counting capital appropriations to build new schools? You know, I hate to say I don't know how much, $10,000? You're exactly right. At $9,700. So here we got, we got, it, we're, so let's round numbers up. Let's say we're charging $2,500 in adequate facilities tax, which we aren't. And let's just, for grins and giggles, comparison, say it's $10,000. So 25% of the total cost to educate a child, not counting the capital appropriation requests that we're going to have. And so literally Rutherford County is upside down just by $7,500 per student per year. How many new how many new students do we receive oh into the school? Fifteen hundred new students every oh, year. Yeah. The whole place. Do the math. We are upside down by millions of dollars every year. And this is a re this is this is compounded yearly. What does year the General early. Assembly say to you? General Assembly said no. So well, what I mean, we what so what were we reason? here's what we were asking for. It's just just, just you you have decided, Bart, to we're gonna 
poke and prod the mayor this morning. We're going to get him completely unwound. We're going to make this is the newsmaker station. <laughs> we'll have him frothing at oh, the mouth. It, I'm I'm livid because I'm a conservative. That's everybody knows I'm a conservative. And the and here's what's here's a conservative principle, Bart. And this is I want to start here. A conservative principle is this, Bart Walker. If you want something within reason, if it's moral, ethical, and legal, you should be able to have it. Whatever I, that I is, right. you, you should be able to have it. Sure. But you should pay for it, not me. So if you want a new home out in Rockvale, or you want a new home out in Christiana, or you want a new home in Las Casas, and that new home requires certain services to be provided by the county, necessarily, then you should pay for the expansion of those services so you can receive those services. The Tennessee General Assembly, all we were asking as a county was to be treated like Wilson County, Williamson County, Dixon County, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagle, which is they have the ability to raise and assess development taxes and impact fees. Rutherford County does not. They do, we do not. And all we were saying was, just treat us like Wilson County. And the Tennessee General Assembly said no. You know why they said no? I have no clue. They said, we can't trust you as a county commission, as a mayor, with this responsibility. That's exactly what they said. So I'm going, wait a minute. You can trust us with a AAA bond rating, which there are only three counties that have a AAA bond rating in in Tennessee. You can trust us with that. You can trust Williamson County to raise impact fees and development taxes. You can trust Wilson County to do it. You can trust Dixon County to do it. You can trust Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagle to do it. But you can't trust the Rutherford County Commission and the Rutherford County Mayor to do it. And they said, no, we cannot. And so you, we're going to deny your request to be treated like these other counties and these other cities. And so the only thing, and here's the problem, the only thing left we have to do is to raise property taxes. So we're going to have to raise property taxes in the coming months. That is going to choke a horse because we inherited a $64 million deficit in large part because this problem has been compounded over years and the credit card bill is due. And I am furious over over the mismanagement of the situation and quite honestly the Tennessee General Assembly for some unknown reason saying yes to Williamson County, yes to Wilson County, yes to Dixon County, but no to Rutherford County. And that's exactly what's been done. We have a question here from a listener sent in by text. And I think they are equally concerned, just like you are. And they said, take that a second farther. And uh, shortly after they turned you down, they decided that it was in their power to tell Metro Nashville how big their voting body could be uh, with their city council. And they told them they had to reduce the number in half. Yeah. Where did the... State get the power to tell cities what to do. Well, the state has always had that authority to tell cities and counties what to do. The and this is, and I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the decision that the legislature made, but I do understand the line of authority here, and I and I agree with it. Our form of government derives its all its power and authority, both federal and state and local, I mean, excuse me, federal and local, which includes counties and cities from the states. The states, according to our Constitution, hold the power and authority, and they and they 
they uh, they gave the federal government some of that authority, and they've given cities and counties some of that authority. But it's the states, according to our Constitution, that have that authority. We may not agree with the decision they make, but they do have that authority. Okay, is it that but, way in most of other states? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the states, the this states is by, by Constitution. The remember, remember, and I'm a little constitutional lesson here. We are the United States of America. The federal government derives its power and authority from the states. That's a fact. But And so this, what the states did is they gave the federal government certain authority. Even the Tenth Amendment says, you know, of the Constitution, it says not, not any uh, – those, those rights are not granted in the Constitution are reserved to the states and the people, right? So that's in the Tenth Amendment. So – and now over the years, I've obviously, that's kind of been – in my opinion, that's kind of been distorted. So I am a states' rights guy. However – Without getting off into the weeds about metro government and the reduction size of their uh, uh, their council, what all I'm saying is is Rutherford County, as a as a legislative body, Rutherford County Commission as a legislative body, deserves the same opportunity to pay for growth that the Tennessee General Assembly has already said that Williamson County, Wilson County, and Dixon County have. They've already said that Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne, and Eagle will have. And somehow or another, they have targeted Rutherford County. For what reason, I don't know. I know that one state rep, one state rep from Rutherford County said, we can't trust Rutherford County with unlimited ability to raise development fees and uh, development taxes and impact fees. Well, Mr. State Rep, you, you've, the Tennessee General Assembly already gave that authority to Wilson County, Williamson County, and Dixon County. Why do you believe that you can't trust the Rutherford County Commission and the Rutherford County Mayor that have a AAA bond rating. So you're saying <clears throat> that the governing body that you went before, the General Assembly, which yes, sir. is, uh, they have given the approval in years past to every other county to levy whatever fees their body wants to to levy against construction projects to pay for growth to pay for growth yeah and they and quite honestly example wilson county county has a five thousand dollar development tax they don't have an adequate facility and what is our development tax we we don't have i'm going to be very we have an adequate facilities tax there is a difference there are i'm going to break this down there are adequate facilities tax, which is authorized by the 2006 County Powers Relief Act, which is what we're under. There are development taxes and impact fees, which were prior to the 2006 County Powers Relief Act. So some counties have a development tax. Other counties have uh, adequate facility tax. But some counties have both a development tax and impact fees. And so we have adequate facilities tax. We have a development tax. And we have impact fees. So those are three different types of fees and taxes. No county has all three. You either have two or one. That's it. Who determines whether you have two or one? Or do some of the them? The Tennessee General Assembly determined that. That's my point. It's arbitrary and capricious. They mean, determine They determine it. which counties get yeah, which. Yes. Yes. And they don't see a problem there. Apparently not, Bart. It, and it drives me to madness. And because all we were saying was, look, across the state of Tennessee, there needs to be uniformity within the code about how counties and municipalities are to pay for growth. All Rutherford County was saying was, all we were saying literally was, just treat us like Wilson County. 
Wilson County has a $5,000 development tax. We passed a private act saying we want to adopt, we will get rid of our adequate facilities tax and replace it with a development tax that the county commission and the mayor can uh, can uh, raise at a time that they believe is in the interest of the community, just like Wilson County, and we will start ours at Wilson, at Wilson County's level at $5,000. Our state representative from Rutherford County said, no, we can't trust you to do that. That was, those were his words. Let me ask you this, because, you know, maybe each, and I have not studied what makes up each one of these, the development tax, the adequate facilities tax, or the impact fees. But maybe in somebody's wisdom, each one does a slightly different thing. They do. And so one might be better for one county than another. Uh, why isn't it up why, to the county? Why would it not be up to the county to make that decision? That's why would asking. the Tennessee General Assembly feel it necessary? As a matter of fact, I spoke to the governor's office about this. And the governor's office said this. You know what, uh, Mayor Carr? The state of Tennessee doesn't have an interest here. I said, what, I said, I said no, the way, let go. No, no, that was a good thing. Okay. It was an excellent thing because what he was saying, when they were saying, I want to clarify what interest, the state of Tennessee doesn't have a financial interest here. It's not up to the state of Tennessee to determine how a county or a city should pay for growth. And so you are correct that we do need a uniform set of laws. If it's good for one, it, it should be the ex- same for all. Exactly. If one county has the ability to make a decision on how they're going to pay for growth, that same standard should apply to every other county. That's all we were saying. Why do why are why are we being disenfranchised by the Tennessee General Assembly? I will tell, also tell you, I think there's a strong case for a violation of the 14th Amendment, which is equal protection clause under the 14th Amendment. You cannot you cannot arbitrarily treat institutions and people differently. And yet we are for no other reason than the Tennessee General Assembly said, we're going to treat them differently. And it's not just us. Murray County is in the same boat with us. And they're starting to grow, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, not like us. Not like us. I mean, we're, we're facing a $64 million deficit, and our, the Tennessee General, the General Assembly turned a deaf ear. And a large, part of this, a large part of this deficit is because of the compounded of way we've kicked the can down the road and paying for growth that we are literally upside down on millions of dollars every year in our budget. Now, let's see what you, our listeners, are thinking, because in the end, you're going to be the one paying. Because the only choice we have to pay our bills for the new growth is property taxes. That's it. We do not have another choice. What are your thoughts on that? like to hear from you. Talk or text. Either way, we'll be right back. Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr is our guest this morning. Boy, these airwaves are wiggling pretty heavy today. Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 
1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We offer a good assortment of everything. We have new guitars, Gill, Seagull, Godin, lots of brands, vintage guitars. We have everything you need, keyboards, drums, and every instrument you can think of. We would welcome you to come in and look around, see what you can find that you have to have. The Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. We're talking with Pat Wingo at Adams Place. I just thank God every night that my sons did the research and put my husband and I here because there's activities, there's great food, the people are awesome, the help, the staff is awesome. I thank God every night, and I'm so thankful for Adams Place. Hi, this is Terry Deal at Adams Place. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Good morning. Still pretty heavy over here on 840 westbound as you leave Paytonsville headed towards I-65 in this portion of Williamson County. It's crowded right now. It's expected 40 east as you come past the airport there at Donaldson Pike. Sometimes it runs slow. 40 east at Spence Lane. Working your way towards downtown. I-40 still moving right now there at Demumbry and Broadway when you come off that south loop. A Princess Hot Chicken is catering. They've got two locations. Check out their menu, princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see some partial sunshine developing for this afternoon with highs up to 70. A slight chance for some showers developing later on tonight, low of 50. I'm meteorologist Michael Kara, News Radio WGNS. Right now it's 46. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett. Weekday mornings at 10. Rutherford County's place to talk. All right, uh, everybody checking your blood pressure. Breathe deeply. Breathe Need to deeply. check mine. Sorry, Bart. <laughs> I, Bart, I, I, I do want to apologize to you and your listeners for my passion on this issue. It's just that here, here's the reason why I'm passionate, if I can, real quick. Because the only because of the actions of the ten, or the inactions of the Tennessee General Assembly to extend to Rutherford County the same privilege or authority that other counties have. The only thing left we have to pay for this $64 million deficit that we inherited is to raise property taxes. And I got really, really bad news. You know, all the departments that report to me have held their budgets to no increases this year over last year, even though, according to the Tennessee Comptroller, Rutherford County's population has in, is increases 10,000 new residents every year. So even with those new residents, we're finding ways to extend those services without a degradation of services to those additional 10,000 residents. And I couldn't be more proud of Rutherford County's employees and leadership. They're doing amazing work. No budget increases with a a couple of notable exceptions like fire and the sheriff's department. You just can't. You cannot keep up with growth out of those two. Having said that, 
I mean, we're gonna, it looks like we're going to have a property tax increase that's going to choke a horse. And I, and I hate that because I'm conservative, and there's no reason, there is no reason we should have a property tax increase when the, the, the biggest reason we're having a property tax increase is we've got to have one to pay for the growth that is not paying for itself. So the elderly couple in Kittrell that has lived on that family farm for years and years and years is going to see a property tax increase to pay for the growth of a subdivision in Blackman or in Rockvale that they will receive absolutely no benefit for, none. And so, again, I apologize to you and your listeners for my passion on this issue, but as a conservative, that's not fair. And that's just not fair, and it's not right. And I'm I'm not going to quit speaking about it, and I'm just not. Here's another text from a listener, and this is something for you to chew on this morning. Similar topic. They say that uh, in the history of the United States, the only times, the only times that a metro form of government has been enacted is because of a crisis. A crisis usually dealing with money being on the verge of not being able to pay for the cost of running the business <coughs> or the government. Uh, is this going to be the crisis that brings metro government to Rutherford County? Let me put a stake in the ground. There was, I would say, how long ago was a study done, Bart? 10, 12 years ago? It's been a while. Something like that. There was a study done uh, to do, uh, about a feasible study, feasibility study for metro government in Rutherford County. And I had to tell uh, at the time, it was prior to me being a state rep, I believe, or right before, around 2008, 2010. And at the time, I thought, you know, this is an idea worth exploring. Uh, I can tell you right now, after watching the debacle in Davidson County, I'm adamantly opposed to it. I'll put a stake in the ground with a big, fat no, and here's why. Um, because what a what a metro government does is it takes away the uniqueness of the all the individual communities that actually make up our county. It takes away the uniqueness of Christiana and Las Casas and Milton and uh, all these other communities, Rockvale. It takes uh, Fosterville. It takes away that uniqueness. And I think that is a very valuable and unique part of our history and our heritage. And we're with this growth, we're losing that anyway. And I don't, I'm not for accelerating losing that. So the answer from the Rutherford County mayor in 2023 is absolutely not. Well, let's move on to a subject that you can calm down. You, are you calm yet? I don't you know. Okay? <laughs> I'm going right. to have to go lay down, Bart. <laughs> count, count to three. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Backwards. And this one is brought up uh, sure. in a text message. I'll and, do better. And hopefully it'll be a, a calming topic. Uh, it's Middle Point Land. Oh, I knew you were. See, I see. I knew Bart was being dripping. Uh, Bart is not anything if not sardonic. Sardonic. And for the listeners who don't know what sardonic means, it's bitterly sarcastic. <laughs> the Middle Point oh. Landfill. Yes, sir. They are asking again to expand that landfill. They are being very courteous and nice, friendly. Uh, and imagine that. Are you getting what are you hearing from them about the expansion still? The only thing that I hear from Middle Point Landfill with regard to how they would like to discuss their expansion plans is like everybody else. It's through the media. I saw the Channel 5 news clip uh, that they did where they went up on top of the landfill, and, and you know, I think that's great. But 
I've been up there before when they had a media event. Channel 5 isn't the first television station to go up there, and they won't be the last. I understand that uh, Middle Point Landfill is involved in a significant public relations campaign to remake their image. Um, it's, a, it's a big task. It's a big lift, and they've got a lot of work to do. Uh, they keep talking about the opportunity to purchase the Rutherford County landfill, but they have never approached me with a serious discussion in that regard. And honestly, that ship has sailed. Um, we believe that the Republic landfill is going to close in two years or less. Um, and we, Rutherford County, are making provisions for that shutdown to deal with our trash in, in an environmentally friendly way, but that doesn't cause harm to Rutherford County by receiving 70% of all trash in that landfill comes from outside the county, or about 3,300 3, tons. We have another question here that should make you calm. Uh, with your, I'm doing better, by you the are, way. That's good. And you're, he's breathing deeply. Uh, with your success at the General Assembly, yeah. uh, with all of your friends there, what happens if the... Uh, Folks at uh, BFA, the the what is it? BFI, BFI, or it's it's Republic Services. Republic Service. Yes, oh, sir. what happens if they request approval from the General Assembly to purchase the landfill from whomever owns it? So, I'm I'm not understanding the question. I'm, I mean, there's I think they're saying if you're thinking that it won't be sold to them. No. So what? Let's be clear here. What Republic Services needs to expand is the old Rutherford County landfill. They're wanting to buy the old one. Yes, that is owned by Rutherford County. The Tennessee General Assembly doesn't have authority. Now, they lease this land that they're on now, don't they? No, sir, they own it. They own they it. Own, okay. Republic Services owns about 800, over a little over 800 acres over there. Okay. Uh, 200 of which is uh, comprises the landfill directly. Rutherford County owns some property directly to the south of it that, it, that adjoins of it. Uh, it's about another 200 acres. And, but what they want is they want our old landfill so they can reclaim that and expand their landfill aren't our landfill the two landfills are joined by two large hills and between those two large hills of trash is a v they want to fill in that valley with trash and we own that valley and they want that valley so the tennessee general assembly it i can't imagine the circumstances in which they could pass a law that would uh negate the host benefit agreement that rutherford county and uh republic services bf5 have so that I don't see that as a viable solution, but you what know what we live you, we live in strange times, Bart. Right. So we've already seen I, I, you strange know things. we are we are uh, we're planning for all every contingency. What about the land in front, the land between the landfill and Jefferson Pike that's been carved out to give dirt the topsoil taken to uh, to the landfill yeah, so, to cover it up? Yeah, what, so, what about I mean that's. Not usable land, but it could be a landfill. No, it could not. You, they've okay. stripped all the dirt away from them, so it is not. That's the problem. The, all that land going down Jefferson Pike, between Jefferson Pike and the landfill, where they've excavated all that dirt, is n- is not usable landfill because they've excavated all the dirt. In some cases, 20, 30 feet deep. So there is no it's, – it's been that land's been raped of the soil to use as cover for the existing landfill. So there's really no place for them to expand down Jefferson Pike, despite what they may have said. The soil's not suitable. It's too much rock, and um, there's no soil left. Okay, so the landfill looks like it's going to take care of itself with time. 
And with the mayor's help. And with the mayor's help. Okay. <laughs> uh, Don't now. forget the mayor being ever helpful with the Republic Services. We are going to give. We we are going to give uh, a. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I won't say that. Our phone number is 615-893-1450. Uh, text messages are probably the best way to go uh, because I, I guess we can work more of those in. Uh, here's one that is a pretty gentle subject, public schools. Uh, the network of charter schools with the Hillsdale College plan uh, was brought up among quite a few Middle Tennessee areas. Uh, Rutherford County voted 5-2 to two to accept the idea. Robertson County voted 6-0 to zero to deny it. Montgomery County voted 6-1 to one to deny it. We were the only one to accept it. Uh, what does that leave us with now? In what regard? This is taking uh, our money, I guess. That goes to public education. It, does, it doesn't really do that. And I'm and quite does, honestly, I, I, I will say this. I am for parental choice. Okay. Absolutely. I'm for choice regardless of what the issue is. Well, I, how, explain how it works then. How would you put a charter school in, which is operated, I guess, in conjunction with Hillsdale College? How would you put that in? Because how the, would you fund the, it? The money follows the student. So if the student's not in a public school, but who's going to pay for the public schools? You got them already there. Well, we don't have a problem, Bart, with fifteen hundred new students. As a matter of fact, if you want to know the truth about it, charter schools are on the edge of help. Or they do help us with our growth problem. They really do. And so Rutherford County doesn't have a problem with filling our schools some counties do we do not uh, the tennessee comptroller recently released a report uh, just a few days ago last week i believe is when it was uh, rutherford county is the fourth 43rd lart fastest growing county in the state excuse me in the country we're the fastest growing county in the state by raw numbers we are growing by almost ten thousand new residents every year almost 1500 new students every year we cannot keep up with the growth if a charter school wants to come in here and pay for the cost associated with building a charter school and educating those kids and giving parents choice just from a growth management standpoint i don't have a problem with it not at all and i absolutely embrace choice and i also embrace supporting our public schools but we do not have a growth problem. We do not. We. Sh- I, I can't imagine why anybody's worried about charter schools taking students away from the public school when we've got portables all over the place. I mean, we got portables like dandelions on a spring day. We can't get rid of them. So we're so overcrowded now. Charter schools, as it relates to uh, taking students out of the public school system, is not a not a serious issue right now for me. Since Rutherford County was the only one to accept the idea. Uh, out of those, now I don't know that to be factually correct. You've given two other counties, Robertson and Montgomery, but there, I know there are other counties that are uh, considering charter schools. I know Davidson County has them. Certainly, Shelby County has. I know uh, Hamilton County. The larger counties have them. That's not that. That's not in dispute. And since we will be the fourth largest county in the state, uh, and we have the third largest school population in the state. I think it behooves us to have as many options available and be flexible in how we examine how we educate our children because that is an extremely important 
thing for us to do. As a matter of fact, it occupies 75% of our budget. It's so important. So you're saying this will not be a nail in the coffin for public education? It's not even going to have an impact. It's not, not, not a nail in the coffin. It's just, it's a complete, absolutely not. I've talked to Dr. Sullivan about it. I've talked to the school board members about it. I trust their decision. Rutherford County is not Robertson County. We're four times bigger than Robertson County, four or five times larger than Robertson County. We're, we're much larger. We're probably twice as large as Montgomery County. And so we've got situations and challenges no other county has. And if charter schools is a part of that equation to getting a good quality education to our kids, then I'm fine with it. All right. Now, here's one that just came in, and I thought you might like this one. It's a big thumbs up on it. It says, thank you, Mayor Carr, for standing up on issues. Well, we're doing our best. We are doing our best. We've got some really bad choices to make. I wish we didn't have to make them, but we're going to do what's right for Rutherford County. And uh, when it comes to the landfill and when it comes for paying for growth, Bart, like I told you off air, those are two hills that I'm willing to die on. We're going to get it right. And that's from your constituent in Florence, unincorporated. (laughs) We'll be right back. This is MTSU President Sidney McPhee. You're listening to WGNS, your local connection to Blue Raider Atlanta. WGNS AM, FM, online. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Hi, this is Jenny with Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts. Ryan's has been here for almost 100 years serving the community. I feel so blessed when families ask us to help them say goodbye to their family. I do everything that I can to make it just perfect for your final goodbye. Give us a call and we'll make that memorial tribute for your loved one and family. Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts, 615-893-7134. 117 South Academy Street. Does being a caregiver for your loved one wear you out? Then Arosa Care is here to help. Arosa has an experienced team of caregivers and licensed care managers who help families make educated decisions regarding the aging process. This is Erin Keo Rankin. Let me help you. Call us at 615-848-6774 or find us at arosacare.com. Don't throw away old flags. WGNS retires old glory with respect. Bring those tattered Bibles here, too. We're more than talk. Welcome back. We're in the final segment, about six minutes left in the broadcast. So if you have some two cents you want to throw in, you got two cents. I got two cents. So the listeners need to know that the off-air conversation is... (laughs) Mr. Bart Bart Walker brings the heat, ladies and gentlemen. Let me just tell you. Our number is 615-893-1450. We're talking about issues that concern you. Yeah, issues that you're worried about. Things that uh, you're thinking. And as you look at counties around us who are growing, none of them growing as fast as we are, but some of them are growing. Uh, What are they doing? 
since. Uh, well, they, well, well, again, they're what they're, they've got. Some of them, like Wilson County, which is in the top five, Williamson County, which is in the top five, with regard to Williamson paying, County is a whole different example. Place. Yeah, we we have a twenty four hundred dollar facilities tax, adequate facilities tax is the only thing other than property taxes that we have to pay for growth. Williamson County has a collection of uh, development taxes and impact fees that total thirty thirty five thousand dollars, and everybody talks about how that's going to impact growth, and it had not impact their growth at all. I mean, and so I'm not I'm not advocating for thirty thirty five thousand dollars in impact fees or development taxes, but for crying out loud, don't tell me that that has an adverse effect on housing uh, and the development. Now you you will hear. Uh, some people say that affordable housing is the issue, and we can't we can't have a development tax of five thousand dollars because it's going to impact affordable housing. Let me just set the record straight on affordable housing. You can't have higher wages and recruit for white collar jobs and have affordable housing for blue collar workers. It doesn't work that way. Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Laverne. We need to choose our poison. Affordable. Let me give you an example. In twenty, the in January of twenty twenty one, the median home price in Rutherford County was three hundred thousand dollars. That's the median or the fiftieth percentile. You, it, it's close to being the average. Do you know what the median home price in Rutherford County was in January twenty twenty three? Two years later, three hundred twenty three. Two years later, okay, four hundred fifty thousand dollars. So in two years, the average home price rose $150,000. Where were the home builders and the realtors screaming about affordable housing in the last two years when they were recording world record profits? In some case, many cases, a house would go on the market and there was a bidding war. You didn't see the realtors or the home builders uh, saying, whoa, 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 this is, this is hurting affordable housing. No, rightfully so. They work on commission. They've got a lot of risk. They should get the reward. And they were sticking the profits in their pocket. And I don't object to that. But don't lay a $5,000 development tax to pay for, to pay for growth off on the county as being uh, anti-affordable housing when they have led the charge for the last two years to a 50% increase in the cost of housing. Here's a listener who lives in the Eagleville area on a farm that their parents had, mm. and they grew up on mm. that farm. They said that they are shocked by us worrying about uh, people moving here from California with all the dollars and taking over the homes. They said, pretty soon we're going to be just like California because our homes are now so expensive, the Tennesseans can't buy them. And the cost of living is so expensive. They went to the grocery, they said, the other day and spent almost $400 and walked away with less than they used to have. When is it going to end? And I think there's a lot of frustration like that that others are feeling. Well, as yeah, and it's, and I will tell you, you know, I, I wish I had good news for, for them. I've got a farm in Las Casas. And my property tax assessment last year went up 80% on an assessment that is neutral back to the county. My assessment out of the property tax assessor's office went up 80%. My taxes as a result of that assessment went up 35% on an assessment. And now the county, led by the mayor, is going to say, 
I'm sorry, but to pay for this growth, the only option we have to pay for the growth and to get rid of this $64 million deficit. By the way, Rutherford County's never had a $64 million deficit before. We've never had a $50 million or a $40 million deficit before. This is a record deficit for Rutherford County in a time that we're not paying for the growth. And because of the Tennessee General Assembly's inaction, we have one solution, and that is to raise property taxes. So there are a lot of people out there, like myself, who are going to get a property tax increase two years in a row. And that's not right. And I wish I had good news for them. But unfortunately, people are wanting to move here because they're being driven out. People with values like ours, Bart, are being driven out of California, Illinois, New York. And they got cash in their pockets because they sold their homes and they're coming here for a better way of life. And it's having a detrimental inflationary impact on our lives. We have just a few seconds left. But before we leave, the General Assembly is calling for special sessions throughout. Could there be a special session to reconsider your request? It would have to be. A special session has to be called for a specific purpose. Uh, I can't imagine uh, that happening. I wish it would. You know, sometimes miracles do happen, so it would be great to have a miracle. Uh, But I think we're stuck with this until we try again next year, unfortunately. Rutherford County Mayor Joe Carr, our guest this morning. We're going to let the place steam clean. I mean, we're going to let this heat out of here for just a moment. Thank you, Bart. Stay thank with you very us. much. Joe, thank you. Have, you have a good a day. day.